you've got more than money. You've got Jean Dickinson. You've got Alyssa Young. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. How was your Christmas? Very nice, thanks. How about yours? Uh, very nice indeed. Good. I know your Christmas Eve was very busy. I was exhausted. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, we hosted brunch and dinner, and um, it, you know everything went well. We had mm -hmm. lots of leftovers, mm -hmm. which helped me get through the week with very little <laughs> cooking. <laughs> but it was a lot, um, you know, kind of nonstop. One party left, cleaned up, went to church, came home, cooked for the next party, cleaned up. Uh, Santa came <laughs> and went to bed. Yeah, it was a lot. But um, it's, you know, nice to always nice to, to host and have people together. And mm. we enjoyed it. And uh, Christmas Day was a little more relaxing. And that was nice, too. Fantastic. Yeah. So welcome to More Than Money. If you're a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. Alyssa and I get up at oh, dark 30 on Saturday mornings. We risk the gendarmes being out in force. <laughs> State police. <laughs> basically everywhere uh -huh. uh, so please be careful it is a holiday weekend so they take extra special care of us that's the most polite way <laughs> that I is, can put because that. i usually think of it like they would like to ruin your holiday um, weekend <laughs> that's my perspective on uh, it <laughs> and uh yeah we both had our uh, heart racing moments mm -hmm. this morning where you <clears throat> on just minding your own business, mm -hmm. just trying to get to work. Mm -hmm. And then the lights. Oof. I'm sure if, if they pulled us over and we're like, we're trying to host more than money, they'd be like, I listen to that every Saturday. Every Please Saturday, go on your way. And Saturday. then they would leave us alone, yeah, right? That's, <clears throat> yeah, that's... <laughs> whew, you still, you've been drinking the eggnog, I think. It's, it's wishful thinking wishful is what that is. Wishful thinking, that's a polite term. <laughs> I, you, I thought that was... Orange juice. Is that a mimosa? You got something? <laughs> it's just black coffee. Black coffee. So welcome to More Than Money. Again, if you're a loyal listener, you know that we give you three different ways to join us. If you are just joining us for the very first time, perhaps you're in town visiting family and your family are loyal listeners of More Than Money. They happen to be members of the state police off today, but loyal listeners <laughs> of More Than Money, uh, you may... I uh, wonder, gosh, what kind of things do we talk about if it's got a dollar sign connected to it and it's at the top of your mind and we provide answers to you that hopefully gives you some peace of mind. Retirement, of course, investments, of course, uh, tax issues, 401k conversions, perhaps uh, setting up retirement plans, um, estate planning, very, very uh, big part of what we assist our clients with. Um, making sure that uh, they they uh, have the documents in place that carry out their wishes to protect the people that they love. Um, business planning, goodness, starting a business, uh, running a business, liquidating a business, making sure that all those details are well attended to. And, of course, uh, following up on lots of different pieces of your financial life, which is why we have so many trusted partners uh, that we invite you to uh, to meet with right in our More Than Money World Headquarters, which happens to be in the Holy Lands <laughs> between Bethlehem and Nazareth, was, uh, was the route followed by Jesus and his parents. And fortunately, when they followed that route, I don't believe there was a sinkhole <laughs> in, in, in the way like there was this uh, week. And fortunately, now repaired. That's right. That was quick. Wow. I'm oh, impressed. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, uh, I don't blame John for that. 
You shouldn't. The sinkhole. I don't <laughs> no, I don't blame John for that. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. It's just happened. I don't think it's his. Mm, I don't no. think so either. <laughs> um, what day? Were I, what, what, mm, was it Wednesday? I think it was on Wednesday. Yep. A sinkhole closed 191 between Route 22 and Hecktown Road, more specifically Broadhead Road, and um, even I think as far north as Steuben or Newburgh Road. And most people who get to our office mm-hmm. probably come from 22. So. Sure. Um, yeah, it was like a slight detour, not a big mm-hmm. deal, but just enough to be a headache it was and a, a nuisance. Big hole. Yeah, it was right in the intersection, yep. um, and was one of those deals where I don't think I heard the final answer. Water main break causes sinkhole, or vice versa, because it could happen either uh, way. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it's like when people say they fell and broke a hip. Most people break a hip and then fall. You did not know that. See that? I did not. I have been told by many, particularly Doc is. Still here talking to, to Gunther. Would you drag him in? We should have him come in and, and verify that. I have been told that uh, okay, oh, she fell and broke a hip. That's mm, actually in all likelihood she broke the hip and then fell. That's crazy. Yeah. See, you learn something. It's more than money, folks. That's uh, <laughs> and and worth every penny that you're paying. <laughs> See that giving you value for your dollar. That's right. Wait, wait a second. We're not paying nothing. Hmm. Yeah, let that sink in for a bit. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. If you would like to be the first caller of the last show of 2022. Oh, wow. The icebreaker for 2022. Um, it's been an incredible year. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, we've covered Christmas, New Year's. You, have, you guys have plans for New Year's? Uh, it's funny, or at this weird age where I guess my plans are kind of hinging on my kids' plans, which I, are still to be determined. You know, I don't really want my 17-year-old son out and about on New Year's Eve. Um, so I'm hoping he'll be agreeable to actually inviting his friends to our house. Mm. But that's... TBD, hmm. and if that's the case, I'm not going anywhere. Um, TBD, so, that's the active ingredient in cannabis? Yes. Um, hmm. And I nice. I would re- like to be out, like, dancing, but I'm too old. I'm no fun, and I'm too old now, and, and that's not even on the true list of contenders for the evening. I That's what I should be doing, but I don't think it's going to be happening, so that's it. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, and I'm up past midnight routinely, so it's yeah, really not a big deal. <laughs> uh, well, that was certainly uplifting. I know and, what you're uh, doing, and um, I'm hoping to, you know, maybe be there for a little may, bit. Maybe make make an appearance. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, mm. that's still up in the air. Speaking of up in the air, 610-720-7900. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. And you can listen live wherever you have internet access, smartphone, a laptop, tablet, workstation, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the uh, listen live button. That appears every Saturday morning, and that makes you part of our show. Before we get too far along, I need to cover, oh, oh, uh-oh. That what? didn't look good. Is that it? Is that something we need to talk about on air? Or... Oh, I gotcha. I heard you. Heard you. I hear that. True that, bro. Does anybody say true that anymore? Mm. 
Apparently. You just did, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of mm-hmm. embarrassing right there. <laughs> um, keeping uh, one of our key uh, constituencies as uh, on track as we can, uh, the MTM Tax Department mm-hmm. um, reminds me to remind you again uh, to review your super important tax email. And that's the subject line, by the way, 2022 super important tax email. So if you have not yet reviewed that, if you are a tax client of MTMs and you have not yet reviewed that, it went out uh, 10 days ago. Mm. So uh, no excuses. Don't give me I I think it got caught in my spam folder. Go look in your spam folder. 2022 super important tax email covers tons of information that will make preparing your taxes two things that you really want easier, Mm -hmm. quicker, Mm -hmm. and less expensive. Mm. Because fees are based on how much time, effort, hassle, and yuck has to be done to prepare your tax return. And if you are um, thoroughly familiar with uh, the 2022 super important tax email, uh, you will find uh, that uh, Diane and uh, Sue, Stephanie, Daryl will be much happier with you, much happier with you. 610-720-7900. Um, Secure Act 2.0, mm-hmm. one of the uh, major things that came out of that was that the RMD rules have changed, will change tomorrow. Okay, yes. Yeah, first right. of uh, uh, next year. If you have not yet turned... Uh, 73, uh, 73 is the new RMD age starting tomorrow. For those of you who turned 72 this year and are going, hey, does that mean? No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, you still have your RMD for this year. And if you decided to push it off, you have one by April 1st of next year and one by the end of next year. So uh, next year you may end up with two if you've kind of pushed that off. So the, the thought that you may have uh, hit the uh, lotto, so to speak, and they, oh, look, I got an extra year. Nope. And I don't have the citation in front of me. Um, we're still gathering information about the SECURE Act. Mm-hmm. It is voluminous at best. Yes. Buried in amongst uh, a trillion dollars of spending that's totally unnecessary and pro-inflation and just a ridiculous effort on the part of people to buy votes everywhere they can. Hmm. Um, The RMD rules for inherited IRAs have apparently changed. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) It's my understanding now that you still have 10 years, but you have to pro-rata. Pro-rata. Really? You have to take it out in in parts. You can't wait until the 10th year. Wow. Yep. That's my understanding. Now, that's my understanding. Confirmation yet to come. Yet okay. to come. Yep. So um, not like you were going to do anything today anyway or tomorrow anyway. So we're going to confirm that. And, of course, when we return next week, we'll have much more confirmation, much more detail so that we can keep you uh, up, running, and informed. Okay. Uh, covered that, covered that, covered that. Uh, 610 900 before the end of the show today we're going to walk you through a um, kind of a 
what what's the word? Um, not a demo so much. Uh, a preview. A preview. If you were to uh, uh, consult with one of our more than money advisors about your retirement, mm. the kinds of things that you will discuss, the kinds of topics that you will get answers to, et cetera, okay. we're going to do that. So we'll do that before the end of um, the show. Okay. Oh, and I have one housekeeping item. My quarterly newsletter went out this past week. So if you want to receive it, if you should have received it and don't see it, um, let me know and we can make sure you're on the subscriber list. We did transition systems this year, um, in the middle of the year, uh, um, that we use to keep track of um, lots of information. And it did slightly change how we add people to and keep track of the, the people who want to be on our subscriber list for email. So it's possible that an email address or two might have gotten missed. So if you got missed and you say, hey, I want Alyssa's newsletter, um, send me an email and I'll make sure that you're added to it. Uh, and I must say, um, because Alyssa's far too um, modest, to say herself, it's it's most excellent. You you are going to learn a great deal, and you'll appreciate not just the um, data, the informational part of the newsletter, but the personal side as well, and uh, all the good stuff that's happened through the year, um, actually the last quarter or so, and uh, some pretty cool pictures. Hmm. Now, I I I have to admit I'm a little prejudiced. Because uh, Julianne is in there prominently. Yeah. Well, the whole family's in there prominently, including Murphy. That's right. Murphy. Yeah, but if you're wondering what Murphy looks like these days, you need to look at the newsletter because there's a pretty recent picture of him. He's changed quite a bit since the last time he was in the newsletter. What does he weigh now? 85 pounds. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my. He's not yet a year, is he? No, he's 10 months old. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Is it any wonder that he drags Juliana around? Or me. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, if he wants to go somewhere, he he goes. Hard to stop him. Yep. Uh, so thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it. I um, I hope that people find it interesting, entertaining, Whatever, whatever. Informative. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And, of course, if you have questions or you're saying, hey, that sounds really good, I would like that, and I haven't yet signed up, all you have to do is send Alyssa an email, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, or you can send it to Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at askmtm.com. The two of them work together on their the newsletter, Alyssa yep. and uh, Megan producing a really, really top-flight uh, piece of material you're going to want to take advantage of you ready for an email sure um is there a downside to converting to a roth other than paying the income tax up front i'm 76 i have four hundred and sixty thousand in my ira i plan to convert just enough each year to stay in the 12 percent bracket can the converted amount count as my rmd okay thanks ed Okay, so the first question was, is there any downside besides paying the taxes up front? Mm. Um, as long as you're staying within the income tax bracket to avoid uh, IRMA, the Medicare surcharge, mm. then no. If you were to convert too much at once, then it would push you over that limit of you know where, where your income becomes higher than that threshold where now you have to pay extra for Medicare. If you don't, uh, if you avoid that situation, then um, you don't have that downside. 
Um, otherwise, no, I wouldn't. I don't think there's any downside. For folks out there who are wondering who is Irma and why are you talking about her, um, <laughs> did you want to maybe expand on that just sure. a little bit? Yeah, sure. so um, I I don't remember what Irma stands for. Income some related Medicare, something like yeah, that. Adjustment. <laughs> adjustment, something like that. Um, what it is is when, uh, there are income limits for, and there's they're different depending on if you're single, you know, you file your taxes as a single person or married uh, filing jointly, um, where once your income exceeds this level, your Medicare premium goes up. So the 2023 standard Part B Medicare premium is $164, I think, and 50 cents. 90 cents. 90 right. cents. Okay. So you'll have to pay more than that if your income exceeds these limits. But it's interesting that doesn't kick in until two years after your income exceeds that limit. So let's say this year you do a large IRA conversion. It mm. adds to your taxable income. Two years later, you're going to be paying a higher Medicare premium for the year, for that year. Um, so there's a chart that Gene has in front of him, and he can share what are those income limits that when Irma kicks in. Yeah, it's interesting that the... Um, you're quite right. It's a two-year lag, and the charts that we are given, uh, we're, we're very uh, grateful to our friends at Horse's Mouth. They're a very um, uh, useful service for providing us information. Actually references the um, modified adjusted gross income for two years ago. Mm. So it's if for 2023, they're looking at the 2021, mm -hmm. if you are married filing jointly and you have less than $194,000 in that modified adjusted gross income, you have the standard um, in 164.90. Uh, if you are, as this gentleman is, considering doing a, 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 what, a series of conversions over a number of years, and you're going to consistently push yourself to a higher income. If your higher income is less than 194, it doesn't affect your Medicaid premiums at all. And other than, as he says, other than paying the income tax up front, is there a problem? The answer is no. No. Uh, now, there is a problem in his email. This, this part here. Oh, the, the second question? Yeah, Can the converted ahead. amount count as my RMD? No. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sometimes you wish the answers were longer. <laughs> no, but if you no, just no, no. <laughs> no. you know, if you possibly no, no, RMDs are specifically by IRS code excluded from the option of conversion. So in um, he mentions he has four sixty in round numbers. Let's say he has a $24,000 RMD. He um, must remove that from the IRA, mm -hmm. must pay income taxes at whatever rate his income tax rate is, and can only convert numbers then above that. So in order to do, picking a number, a $20,000 conversion, he actually has to withdraw $44,000, um, pay tax on all of it. Right. But he can roll twenty thousand of that then into a Roth, and uh, his tax 
burden going forward tends to disappear. Mm-hmm. Tends to disappear. Yep. Is there a reason why he wouldn't do that? I mean, he seems fully informed. He seems... N- not that I can tell from that email. <laughs> not from the email. But what question might you ask if, if he were sitting in front of you that might cause you to hesitate? Um, I would want to, to know how much of his, um, how much income he's relying on from the IRA on mm. an annual basis because, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, I would want to know that. Not necessarily that it would be, um, a, a reason not to do it, but just some, for consideration because once you put money in the Roth, it doesn't mean you can't take it mm-hmm. out and use it. It's just mm-hmm. that it, it'll be you know, tax free. So I, I think, um, I don't know. I don't have any, I can't think of anything like really. No, I think you're on the right track. I, um, my hesitation would be if, uh, in response to, um, a a discussion around cash flow, Mm -hmm. what do you need? He tells me what do you have coming through social security and, oh yeah. And I need my income from my IRA. How much income? As much as I can get because I'm really squeezed. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to add to your expenses on the tax side if, you're, if your cash flow is really tight. Mm, right. It sounds like, number one, he's kind of thought through this a little bit. Yeah. This, this is not a brand new idea to him. And number two, it sounds like the 460 is not critical right so he's willing to over time kind of morph it yeah um but if if it if it is critical to cash flow eh, and and he suggests that it's not because he's acting if the asking if the converted amount could be his rmd so he's like could i just put Uh, my rmd directly into my roth that sounds like he doesn't need it just to spend very good but if that's not your situation um, you should consider your cash flow needs before you talk about doing something. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Um, as we do often in service, um, we say prayers for folks that need our prayers. Yes. And uh, in our extended family, uh, there are a number of folks who are struggling, including a young lady whose um, family is dear to us and is, as I understand, I think 10 and just had a major surgery just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, reportedly, this, the surgery accomplished what they were hoping to have it accomplish. Um, but, gosh, there are so many people who need our prayers. So keep that in mind as, as you go into the new year, perhaps, uh, whether it's... Uh, this evening, as you start to celebrate um, the transition into a new year, it feels very much like we're we're um, erasing a chalkboard and we're starting fresh. Mm-hmm. Feels that way, and that's a that's a grand feeling. Um, however, however, make sure that you are um, keeping in mind the people who really do need um, our support, our love, our compassion, uh, and our prayers. Our prayers. Yes. Um, my spiritual advisor, a gentleman that I trust um, to guide me, um, uh, has often said when people say, oh, I feel so helpless, um, but the least I can do is pray. And he reminds me, no, <laughs> prayer is the most you can do. It's what you really can do. It's what 
massive prayer can have tremendous impact. So if you have someone in your family or your extended family that you're really concerned about or caring about, um, a little silent prayer, not a bad idea. You're allowed to say it out loud too. Um, that's, that's, that's acceptable apparently. Uh, as as I as I understand the, the, the rules that apply to prayer, um, but we have in our more than money family a number of folks that we're um, praying for, and you're part of our more than money family too. We pray if you are sitting there right now hearing this and saying, "Gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm happy. I'm healthy. My cash flow is good. Uh, I have my wits about me. I have my family around me." Uh, then how about a prayer of gratitude? Mm. That would be a really good place to start. Just to say a bit of thanks is a really good, good way to end one year and start a new one Absolutely. and start a new one. Yes. So um, didn't want to let that get away from us. Uh, in the next half hour segment, we'll talk about kind of what what kind of an experience, uh, what kind of, uh, of answers you can expect as you get a retirement plan in place. And uh, that may... Um, cause you to say, wait a second, brand new year, fresh start, time to get my retirement plan square. And uh, maybe a good start is uh, heading over to the More Than Money mm-hmm. World Headquarters. Nice. <laughs> mate, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, and everyone out there going, I wish we hadn't heard that. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. We'll take your emails, your calls after this on More Than Money. Everybody knows this is how the story goes. She knows she's got everything that a woman needs to get a man. piece of music for two reasons uh, midnight special that's tonight uh new year's eve and uh we're starting a brand new year and uh there's a gentleman out there right now going ccr finally ccr <laughs> and uh john fogarty lighting it up there pretty good i saw john stuff. fogarty at music fest years ago uh well I barely know what to say other than congratulations. And does John know that you have this thing going with uh, Keith Urban? <laughs> does no. John, I mean, do you check the, with when you, before I don't you... need to get permission to go to a different concert. <clears throat> Sounds like I mean... cheating. Sounds like cheating. <laughs> wow. Dear Keith, you were my man, but John... Fogarty. I mean, 
I haven't been to anyone else's concert eight times. Only Keith. So, so you cheat, but but you cheat consistently oh with my Keith. God. <laughs> this is kind of a ridiculous. That's it. Well, welcome to more than money. <laughs> you you thought you is sound... it okay if somebody buys me um, tickets to the Janet Jackson concert for my birthday? Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson's coming to the PPL Center in May, and that's what I want for my birthday. Tickets to go see Janet Jackson. Yeah, we sure hope Zach's listening. <laughs> uh, or the kids. I mean, come on, the kids can step up. Uh, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. We go to the phones. We talk to Rick. Rick, good morning. Good morning and almost Happy New Year. <laughs> ah, very nice. Very nice. How may we serve you, sir? Well, Three quick things. First of all, Alyssa, you are not too old to get out and dance. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a band. I saw a lady get out. She was 92 years old. Walk her and get on the dance floor and have a great time. Oh, that's awesome. That, I hope that that will be me when I'm 92. Yeah, I hope so, too. I don't think so. But uh, What so. do you mean you don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the way the knees feel right now, I kind of doubt it. Yeah. And second of all, Gene, if you would clear this up, I, I know there's other listeners out there that are in the same boat as me. Diane, if that is her real name, <laughs> what is the origin of that in-joke? Because I don't know. Oh, it's a fair question. Mm. I'm uh, Actually, it started with one, one day on the show, I was interviewing Diane about... Um, tax preparation stuff. So it might have been like a little more than a year ago. I feel like it was before the tax team was getting ready to start the 2021 returns and she was on the phone with us. And after I interviewed her, asked her all kinds of questions and then Gene interjected with a question at the end, like, okay, I have a question for Diane. And he said, if that is her real name. <laughs> After I had had this like 20 minute interview with mm. his wife, mm. he, he made that comment. And then ever since, every time her name comes up, that's what he adds. That, that's where it started. It was just uh, he was questioning whether I was actually interviewing Diane Dickinson or if it was an imposter. Or, yeah, that's that's where it started. Hey, Rick, now now that you have the answer, <laughs> don't you wish it was a much better answer? <laughs> well, no, that's that's that. Yeah, it's. It's it's uh it is what it is. It is. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now you know. Thank you so much. And my actual financial question is like many of us I have too much stuff, too many papers. I've heard the 7 year rule, you can throw it out after 7 years and you should be good if you ever get audited, you should be safe 7 years. Is that still the truth? Yeah, it, it really is with, with even a little bit more of an enhancement. Uh, the, the average human being, the average normal American taxpayer, can actually get rid of documents about three years after you've uh, filed those uh, returns. Uh, the IRS typically allows you to do an amended return. Sometimes that becomes necessary up to three years later, mm. and they typically don't um, require you to keep additional documentation beyond that unless there has been some illegalities involved. And that almost never applies to the folks that we, um, and Diane with her, well, if that is her real name, <laughs> Diane and her team um, um, work with. So 
three years is okay. Seven years, you're golden. Um, at least theoretically, the IRS code says they cannot go back seven years, even if it, there is an illegality. The one, um, two things that I would I would strongly recommend that you do. Uh, number one, go through your tax files uh, that you're considering um, eliminating uh, and make sure that there's nothing in the files that that has value beyond that that time frame for other reasons. It might be, gosh, people put all kinds of things in their tax files that are very valuable. Real estate transactions, settlement sheets, uh, perhaps investments uh, where, hey, Eight or 10 years ago, we bought uh, Apple stock and it's got the cost basis attached to it. So make right, sure you right. go through the documents and, and can what assure yourself that you're not losing anything that you really want to keep. And then, of course, number two, make sure you shred. And if you are, as many people are, sitting with two or three or four boxes that would burn up a normal at-home shredder, bring them to the MTM World Headquarters in the Holy Land. Uh, we have a shredding service, and we're happy to do that for you. There's no charge. Fantastic. Well, that answers my question very well. Thank you very much. Rick, thank you. God bless, and uh, and Happy New Year. And, Rick, by the way, I am going out dancing next Friday night, so. Oh, know. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're not even close to too old. Uh, no. Not even close. Uh, no, she's not, and she's a dance maniac, so goodness. Good, good, good. Maybe I'll come good see you. your band sometime. <laughs> send, me your, send me your schedule. <laughs> okay, thank you. God bless you, sir. And you. Thanks. Take care. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones and we talk to Jeff. Jeff, good morning. Morning, Gene. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. So my wife has a uh, an inherited IRA. She's 61 and we're taking RMDs, of course. Are we able to access uh, more of those funds without uh, penalty given her age? Yes. Okay. So basically we can just take out whatever we would want. Uh, exactly right. And what's interesting for everybody else listening, uh, the inherited IRA rules are slightly different than the what standard IRA rules. It doesn't matter what age you're at. You may take out whatever money you wish and there's no penalty. Sounds good. Yeah, Thank it's you. yeah, it's important to know because some folks, sadly, of course, somebody could be a, a widow at, at age 50 mm-hmm. and she accepts her husband's IRA as an inherited IRA. And if she needs to take money from that, it is still taxable, of course, but there's no penalty. In your wife's case, of course, at 61, there's no penalty whatsoever. You can take out whatever amount up to 100 percent that you wish. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very Have welcome. Happy New Year. Ah, you too. God bless. And for listeners who don't maybe know why the penalty question was raised at all, 59 and a half is the age where you can start taking money out of your own retirement funds without penalty. So um, that's the difference. If it's an inherited IRA, you can be 20 and take money out and it doesn't, you know, there's no penalty. You just have to pay tax. But when it's your own IRA, you're not 
supposed to take money out of it until after you're 59 and a half to avoid any penalties. There are a few exceptions. You can take money out of retirement accounts um, for a few special reasons mm-hmm. without penalty if you're younger than 59 and a half, such as um, to buy your first home mm-hmm. for education expenses, right. if you become disabled and have like some kind of major medical expenses. So there's there are a few exceptions to the rule, but otherwise that's the age where that penalty goes away. And that's why Jeff was asking. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, there there are sadly lots of uh, scenarios where that not needing to pay, not being required to pay the penalty becomes really, really important, uh, whether it's a, a, a spouse that has been left behind, children, grandchildren. Um, grandchildren in particular would be an interesting scenario because if grandparents uh, leave an IRA to say a 20-year-old that's in college, mm-hmm. um, they can take the money out and in, in their tax bracket, which for lots of college kids is zero. No penalty. Right. Yeah. Take the money out. So depending on your family s- situation, uh, your family, uh, what financial structure, uh, grandparents might want to very carefully look at um, the beneficiaries they name on their IRAs. If it goes to your, um, I should have had breakfast. <laughs> that's my stomach growling. It's just no, it's the, the people, are, you don't think they're going to buy that? No. Okay. Um, there, there may be very serious, uh, there may be very advantageous reasons to skip your children as the beneficiary of your IRAs and look at your grandchildren mm, mm-hmm. because their tax brackets might be significantly lower and end up being able to pull money that you're not using, haven't used at your passing mm-hmm. out uh, in the federal government, get close to or zero. Yeah. Interesting. Besides the inherited Inheritance tax. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. And, of course, uh, federal inheritance tax is largely a eh, and Pennsylvania is a pain. It is. Um, but at least uh, grandchildren, 4.5%, typically yep. paid out of the estate. Yep. So if you've got a $50,000 IRA and you've got a grandchild that's working hard and in school and doing the right things and you want to leave them that at, name them as the beneficiary of that, there may end up being some really nice advantages as opposed to giving it to their their mom or dad, your mm-hmm. son or daughter, who's in the 41% bracket, and you go, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I should have just given it to the kids. Yeah. Another good reason why when you sit for a um, review, um, a, a second opinion, uh, you want to make sure that um, those kinds of things are discussed, beneficiary designations. Yep. That's something we review with our clients on a regular basis because we have quarterly review meetings. And so we have plenty of opportunities to say, hey, let's talk about your beneficiary designations. Are they still what you want them to be? Are there other things we should consider? It should be something you're reviewing on, a, you know, at least every couple years, years, uh, especially as things change in your family. Excellent. Uh, yeah. You uh, you received a text from Diane, if that is her yes. real name. Yes. Um, so following up on a conversation we, we just had, um, was it two callers ago, Rick asked, how long do I need to keep tax records uh, or even just paperwork? Um, so Diane heads up our tax team, and she said, in some cases, you should hold on to your tax records longer than three years. And a couple of scenarios when that would apply, if you own rental property, 
you should. Um, and she also says, make sure you have an asset list from the original purchase. So keep track of yeah. your... And uh, rental properties, a lot of folks who have particularly just started down that path, they don't, um, um, they've never been made aware. Uh, in this case, the word ignorant is absolutely true sure. and appropriate and not a nasty word. It just means I didn't know mm-hmm. um, that when you own a property, you own a whole list of assets. <clears throat> it might be refrigerators, it might be dishwashers, it might be, um, um, gosh, a roof. You've got all kinds of components that uh, are uh, available to be depreciated. And if you if you set that up and then um, dispose of that list that Diane's referencing, yeah, you go to a tax prep and they go, oh, my head hurts. Oh, that's very helpful information. Yes. Um, and also, if you own stocks that you've held for a long time and – in the future, you want to be able to sell them and have the information about how much you paid for them when you bought them. That's your cost basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to hold on to those records. Um, I've had a couple of, I'm glad she pointed that out. I've had a couple of cases with clients who, oh, oh yeah, I bought the stock when I was 20. And when it gets transferred into the account I'm managing at Charles Schwab, the cost basis information is not automatically available to populate like it does for most securities that have been purchased more recently. Uh-huh. And so the problem with not knowing how much you paid with that for that stock is that when you sell it, if and you have to do some work. <laughs> Otherwise, you could end up owing tax on the entire proceeds of the sale instead of only the growth of the earnings that you, you, you've achieved since you paid paid for it originally yes. so you, it's really helpful if you can find like a statement you know this is when you purchased it was worth this much or at least to know when you purchased it so we can kind of figure out what it might have been worth when you bought it um it'll save you taxes that's that's the mm-hmm. reason for that so. if you cannot document your cost basis the irs code says it is zero and you're going, well, no, no, no. I didn't get it for free. It's a hundred grand, but I know I, I think I paid $20,000. It's zero. You're going to pay tax on 20 grand. You should not be paying tax on. Yeah. So for folks who are out there going, Ooh, that might be me. Now is the time. Don't wait until you're getting ready to sell it. Don't wait until you've sold it and then go to your tax prep. Don't wait. Find your cost basis now. One of the scenarios that we have seen in the past where it's just exhausting. So I have the stock. Is uh, there any reason we want to keep it? Well, it's really important to me. It's got sentimental value because my mom and dad bought it and then they gave it to me. When did they give it to you? (laughs) Well, yeah, when I was 20 and I'm 58 years old and I think it's time to sell so they gave it to you 38 years ago. What did they pay for? Well, I have no idea. That would be your cost base. Yep. And so if there are issues around, I'm not sure, now is the time. Yep. You're starting a new year. You're starting out fresh. You're cleaning things up. You're making things a little more polished. This would be a good thing to add to your list. If you're not sure about an asset that you have and its cost basis, Figure it out. <laughs> Might that be a good reason to sit with a financial advisor? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Let me give you a couple other reasons you might want to sit with a financial advisor okay. and and start 2023 
on a very sound footing. Um, if you're trying to decide when to take Social Security benefits. Oh, yes. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty important. Oh, yes, it is. And for too many people, they think, well, I, it's 67, isn't it? Or some people say, it's 62, It's 62, it? shouldn't I? It's <laughs> as soon as possible, kind of? Not necessarily. It? Not necessarily. So if if you are in the ballpark, and when I say in the ballpark, it's not too early to start thinking about this two or three years in advance. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Not too early at all. So you're saying, I think I'm going to retire at 65. I'm only 61, 62. Now would be a good time to get that question answered. How much money will I need to spend in retirement? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing in our More Than Money World Headquarters, um, Alyssa and the other advisors, might that might be the number one question that we explore up front. Yes. Very, very important. And, and surprisingly, um, when someone calls and sets up a, an appointment to meet with us and we talk about, well, what should I bring? And I mention having an idea of how much you want to be able to spend, need to be able to spend, how much you spend now. People are like, oh, I have no idea. That's one of the hardest questions for a lot of people to answer right now before they've thought about it, talked about it, and, and planned. But it's very I important. would guess, and I've been doing this, as you well know, 780 years, um, 90% of the people that I ask, so what kind of an income do you need in retirement? And the way I phrase it is, so your bills are paid, you're happy, and you're healthy. Right. And they go, Ninety percent. Yeah. So, and I always take them off the hook immediately. They're going, "Oh, this is embarrassing." Oh no, no. <laughs> if it's embarrassing for you, ninety percent of the people we talk to. That's right. So, and and of course, a financial advisor can help guide you in that exploration and figuring uh, all of that out. Mm-hmm. Medicare. Mm-hmm. Signing up for using, integrating. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you the relief people express when I say we have a specialist who can help you understand Medicare and figure some things out, your options before you have to make any decisions. They're like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Figuring out social security is high on the list of, oh, what a relief. Medicare is very high on the list of, what a relief. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked about Roth conversions this year. Mm-hmm. Or this this year, this show, uh, and we have this year. <laughs> yeah, it's still this year, uh, and this show. Uh, considering Roth conversions is something that a lot of folks have never even considered. Mm-hmm. So something to to take a close look at. Reviewing life insurance. Oh my gosh! I had a meeting yesterday with folks who spend more than six hundred dollars a month on life insurance premiums. That is a substantial sum of money. And you know what I said? We need to review that. (laughs) We just need to make sure that it's worth spending that kind of money. Mm. So it's like, do you have the coverage you need? Are you paying for more coverage than necessary? Mm. Where's the middle ground Like that gives you peace of mind? You can sleep at night. Yeah, very important to look at that because some people should have it. Some people have it and don't really need it. Some people have cash value in policies that could really be helpful to them and they don't understand how to access it. Lots of components with life insurance. Life insurance, a lot of moving parts. You're absolutely right. Tons of components. Do you have the right type of life insurance? Uh, I met recently with uh, a wonderful couple. Well, she's wonderful. (laughs) Um, 
And um, they were describing to me their life insurance packages, all term insurance. Now, that's an interesting choice. A lot of insurance, all term. And is that the right choice for them? Not sure. So we got to have that answered. Um, complete estate planning review. Mm-hmm. Complete estate planning review, including beneficiary reviews. Mm-hmm. We just talked about one example where a grandparent might want to skip their kids and go right to the grandkids. They like the grandkids better anyway. True. I mean, come on. Yeah. And for some people, that includes elder care planning. Um, oh. It's a topic that's been coming up a lot lately. Um, yes, you talk about what you want to happen to your stuff when you die, but some people are also concerned about what happens to my money if I need to go into a nursing home and what can I protect to make sure it gets to my kids and grandkids instead of to the nursing home. So we can talk about those options as well. Really, really powerful stuff. Um, did you happen to notice the, the topic that we haven't yet even touched on? Investments? Investments. <laughs> um, lots of folks are under the impression that um, meeting with a financial advisor is, is strictly talking about investments. Mm. Here's my IRA um, statement. Uh, can you guys do better than this? Cause I'm disappointed. Okay. It's a fascinating question. And we're absolutely, we're going to address that, mm-hmm. but let's get some basics in place first. Mm-hmm. Um, investment advisors, Ken Fisher comes to mind, Ick, uh, but it comes to mind. There's lots of investment advisors out there that if you ask them a question about tax returns, they're not even allowed to speak to you about it. Right. Estate planning, that's really not what we do. Can Is there an, uh, any information about Social Security? Well, that's why we have the Social Security. Socialsecurity.gov. You, you'll figure it out. Um, this, is, this is pretty common. Uh, and it doesn't make them bad people any more than being an orthopedic surgeon makes you a bad doctor. You're a specialist. Right. And if you need only that specialization knock yourself out. That's fantastic. Um, But the reality is that most people are looking for a a holistic approach to their financial life. They want Alyssa. They want Mark, Greg, Chad, Daryl. They want um, the folks who are, we got a new one coming in. So Mm -hmm. you know who you are. Uh, They want them to pay attention to the details that perhaps they've never even thought about. Perhaps they've never even thought about how many times have you sat with a client who have never even thought about what they're going to spend in retirement. And by the end of that first meeting where you've kind of gotten a good number and you've looked at their situation and you turn to them and say, you know, you can retire tomorrow and, and have them kind of lose their mind. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I've had, I had a situation where she just didn't believe me. She's like, no, really? No. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's... Like, you're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Peace out. (laughs) Oh, no, it's Ryan C. Got to bounce. Oh, (laughs) nice. Nice. Ah, we've got to go to the top of the hour. That's Fox Network News. That's uh, more than money after the top. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. That's Leonard Skinner. Oh, no. Almond? Almond Brothers. Ah, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. John doing his thing. Excellent. Doing his thing. 610-720-7900. Back after this on More Than Money. 
welcome back to the second hour of More Than Money. If you missed the first hour, it will be placed on our website on Tuesday. Tuesday, we are closed on Monday mm-hmm. to celebrate the holiday. Hopefully, all of you are enjoying the holiday as well. Friends, family, uh, please be safe. Please be safe. Please be safe. Uh, get some place. Stay there. Um, be with friends. Uh, Alyssa has already announced that uh, she is hosting or I guess her house is hosting. Uh, Andrew is hosting. Hopefully. Hopefully um, to keep as many of our uh, treasures off the streets as possible. There's too many ways for it to go sideways. Um, please be very, very safe. Uh, just a young lady who's just beyond a sweetheart. Uh, she and I went to school together, graduated together. Uh, lost her daughter, I think, seven years ago to a drunk driver and has kept her memory alive and posts her pictures. And she was beyond gorgeous and sweet and wonderful and is gone to a drunk driver. Please, please, please. Uh, number one, don't expose yourself to that possibility. Number two, don't be the person if you say, yeah, I'm, I've had a couple, but I'm okay. As soon as you say I'm okay, just sit down, to put the keys down, stop. Just stop. Be safe. Be safe. Um, goodness. Amen. Um, through uh, John's hard work and uh, technology, we'll have the podcast for you. So if you missed the first hour, you missed a lot. We yeah. covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And we'll cover a bit more here. Uh, if uh, you have a question for us, 610-720-7900 or Alyssa at AskMTM.com. And for those of you who are sending me texts and emails saying, thanks, please thank John for us for his music. <laughs> well, now, goodness. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> it, well, there were three on Dawn, but, <laughs> but beyond that. Thanks, uh, Mom. Well, uh, Actually, it was little Johnny's mama. So that's how she signed it. No, there's, uh, and we're getting just consistently lots of really, really nice responses from mm-hmm. uh, folks who are enjoying the bumper music. And in all of that, I've had one response that says, What about Natalie Merchant? Bring back Natalie. I miss her. Sirius XM plays Natalie on occasion. You can probably go to the Natalie Merchant Station. You probably could. <laughs> 10,000 Mania, yep. what, whatever that may be. Yep. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. Gene and Alyssa, good morning. Hey, great show today, as usual, but really a good year-end wrap-up. reason I'm calling Gene is uh, you, know, you know that you and I are involved with Folds of Honor, who pro- who historically have provided scholarships to the family members of fallen and severely disabled veterans. A couple of months ago, we announced that this now included those of fallen first responders. And the loss of two firefighters in uh, in our locale really hit home a couple of weeks ago. We were fortunate that the Morning Call did a nice article on how people, to, to explain what Folds of Honor does for both veterans and first responder families, and also, just I'd like you to share, or I'll share with your your listeners that if they know anybody who has has had that loss or severe disability in the line of service, to apply for a scholarship for a, a spouse or a widow or a child, um, 
the applications for scholarships are open until the end of February, but a lot of people don't know they qualify. So we've made it a point to reach out to some first responder organizations, but you've got a, a much broader population than, than our network. Well, we appreciate that update indeed, and the, the loss of life, um, uh, gosh, in Nutripoli just... Um, and sadly, unnecessary, of course, um, but to be able to support those families through Folds of Honor um, is uh, a very small um, uh, thing that we can do um, that will be hopefully very impactful on their lives. So, Gary, we appreciate the update indeed. And, of course, if folks wish to help out with Folds of Honor with a contribution or to apply to uh, to receive a scholarship or just want more information, they can come directly to me. Send me your email, gene at askmtm.com. Uh, Folds has become a very important part of our community efforts at uh, MTM and More Than Money, uh, and we're very proud to partner with them, and if we can help, we want to. So, Gary, have gene, a— if I could add, can I add one or two points real quickly? Um, We've, we dramatically will have our calendar out in a few weeks, uh, probably next week. We've, we've increased our golf outings from 8 to 14. We, we're getting an incredible reception in southern New Jersey. Again, we serve from Harrisburg to the Atlantic Ocean, all half of Pennsylvania and all of New Jersey. So if you have listeners in, uh, in New Jersey that want to get involved as a volunteer at our golf events or our shooting clay events or our we have a, uh, a big and rich concert uh, in the summer. So we're doing a lot to, to go beyond golf outings. But we always need volunteers, members, uh, sponsors, partners, whatever you want to do to support and get involved. Gary, appreciate it very much. Have a wonderful, safe uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, let's have a great 2023. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank Gene. you. Alyssa, bye-bye. Thank you. Alyssa said what? <clears throat> No Keith Urban concert. <laughs> Big and rich. I'm going to also see Morgan Wallen this year with Juliana. You, you um, when are you going to have time to work? You are now up to, you are, You have 17 concerts no, now on your schedule. I have 17. No, I do not. I wish. That would be on awesome. On your schedule. It's, it's, it's irresponsible. <laughs> it's, it's. You think just because you added several thousand new clients this year that you're going <laughs> to skate a little bit? That's right. Goodness. You, you had a really good year. I did. Thank you. It was wonderful yeah. people. Just the folks, um, tell me they're, um, um, the folks that were in with the little girl this week. Oh, Just yes. First Tom names. and Brenda. Tom and Brenda and the little girl's Emmy. name. Emmy. Emmy is about the cutest thing I've ever seen yes. in my life. How old are you? She'll figured? be three in February. Oh, I, I, uh, so cute. She came through the office. And, I, yeah, and, I brought her and with me to my desk. <laughs> you just stop. You just have to stop and go, oh, my gosh, she's just about the most adorable thing ever. So it's on, on the one hand, it's a wonderful year because we've done a lot of business. We've done what we're supposed to do. We're, we're in a business. But on the other hand, we have just attracted some of the most wonderful people and when you add so many wonderful people to your life, your life just gets grand. That's right. Just wonderful. So to, uh, again, the family names. Tom and Brenda and Emmy. And Emmy. Yeah. We wish them yeah. wonderful 2023. Yeah. And uh, all the good things that that little girl can possibly mm -hmm. bring into her life. It's fantastic. 610-720-7900. Mm -hmm. We go back to the phones and we talk to uh, Francis. Francis, good morning. Good morning. 
I have a question about the income tax on a trust. Okay. Uh, are there are the rates the same as for a person? Sadly, that is uh, that is not the case. No. Uh, okay. Uh, what what is the long term rate then? Uh, the long term rate uh, for a very small amount of money, it starts at ten percent. But for a very modest amount of income in a trust, fourteen thousand dollars, the rate is thirty seven percent. Okay, uh, I had taken something off the internet, and it said um, above twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty, it's thirty seven percent plus three thousand one hundred and twenty nine dollars. Yeah, sad. Does that sound right? It is not correct, and sadly, what I'm thinking is the problem is that the um, information you got off the internet is probably two or three years old. And so, oh. yeah, the newer numbers are slightly different, but it's in the ballpark. And, uh, yeah, 37% is the top rate. Thirty. So you, the whole thing would be 30. It doesn't matter whether it's long-term or short-term? Uh, it, it truly doesn't, not inside a trust or in a state, no. Oh, okay. Uh, what about carrying it to the next year? Uh, as long as you're willing to pay the tax, you can carry the income and keep it in the trust, but you will still no, be... No, I mean a loss. Oh, a loss is a very different question. That Yeah, a loss is not a, is not income, and, and yes, you, you will have some availability of some deductions within the trust, but they're going to be limited. As to amount? Uh, typically, as to an amount, uh, for an individual, it's $3,000. I don't know if that carries over to a trust or not. Would not surprise me that it does not. How do I find that out? You would work with a trusted tax professional. Yeah, I'm so supposedly doing that now. That's why I'm calling you to double check. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> if if you are double checking your tax professional, then the word "trusted" is probably not in the description. And you well, may... it's just it <laughs> it's it's just uh, you know uh, what you should do. See if they're giving you the right information. Uh, okay, uh, what is the due date for filing income tax on a trust? Uh, Francis, we, we've kind of gone off the rails here just a little bit. Um, uh -huh. uh, this is um, uh, something that you should be working with a tax professional on. So uh -huh. um, if you are interested in a, um, in a second opinion with one of our tax advisors, uh, that's something that we can certainly set up. But I think we've kind of run the course this morning with our questions on, on, oh, okay. on taxes. So I appreciate your call, and I, I hope that reach out to our office. We'll see if we can help uh, internally. Um, but okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones, and we talk to Elaine. Elaine, good morning. Good morning, Jean. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have an elderly friend who uh, lived alone, but she just went into a nursing home. Mm. She's not coming back from the nursing home. Mm. She has a reverse mortgage. Now, who should the family be notifying about that? I think the insurance company, but what about the bank? Yeah. Uh, how long has it been since she left the home? I'm guessing uh, a month. Okay. Uh, you've got a, a fair amount of time. Uh, it's not an urgency. 
uh, typically the reverse mortgage uh, lien holder uh, will want to exercise uh, the right to the value of the home uh, at about a year. If, oh, okay. if if they if the owner has not returned to the home within typically a twelve month period, uh, then they're going to likely exercise their rights under the mortgage, which would mean either the family would pay off the mortgage in some way, shape, or form, or the home would be sold. Okay. Now, what about the uh, what about the insurance? Should she the home is vacant? I had heard that you're supposed to notify your insurance company in case there was a break-in maybe they wouldn't uh, cover that oh that's a very yeah it's a very important point and 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 it's not the insurance i thought you were referencing so i'm glad you 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 cleared that up for me yes you must notify the homeowner insurance carrier that uh, she has left the home one of the things that you might consider or this person might consider um to um not only um keep the insurance in good order, uh, but also to provide themselves with some peace of mind is to consider whether there might be a family member or a close friend that could live in the home uh, while uh, he or she is not there. That would provide additional security, might provide somebody with an inexpensive place to live for a period of time, and it would uh, certainly give the insurance company a lot more uh, comfort in knowing that the home is occupied. If that's okay. a possibility, that should be looked at. Okay, well, I, I don't know about that, mm. but when they notify the insurance company, will the rate go up? Oh, typically, yes. The risk okay. on, a, on a, uh, a vacant property goes up dramatically. So oh. from an insurance company standpoint, their risk is much, much higher. Either the rate is going to go up significantly or they're going to reduce the benefits that they would be willing to pay. So okay. um, make okay. sure that it's a reputable uh, insurance firm that, uh, that you're dealing with, uh, okay. a, a well-known company, so to speak, uh, a name that you would recognize, and, and then uh, make sure that, yes, that they're notified and that it's, it's documented so that they, uh, they can't come back at a later date and say that they, they didn't know and perhaps decline coverage uh, if there is a loss. So, okay. yes, no, notifying them very, very important. Okay, very good. Um, at some point in time, can you speak to uh, prepaid funeral arrangements? You seem to be against that, or at least not terribly in favor of it. Uh, that that is that is a fair and accurate statement. I am not a big fan. Um, I know there are a fair number of funeral directors out there going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, buddy!" Uh, they're they're a really good idea, and for for some folks. I think they are a very good idea because they provide peace of mind. I think okay. for some folks, uh, doing that uh, is, is kind of their way of, of relieving the people they love of those kinds of decisions and concerns. In which case, I think, I think that's wonderful. I think things, if you can afford it and it gives you peace of mind, knock yourself out. <laughs> From a financial standpoint, I put that into the same category as timeshares, Oh <laughs> yeah, lots of folks enjoy them. I'm not a fan. Um, okay. Doesn't doesn't make them dreadful, but it it okay. just is not high on my list. Okay, good. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate your call. Thank you, and, and happy New Year. Ah, you too. You too. God bless. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred prepaid funeral. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you that some people do that 
because they say, I, I just don't want my family to have to worry about it and it's taken care of. And then they feel like they've helped. <laughs> and um, sh- why not? You know, if that, yeah, that, and, that floats your boat. Yeah. In years past, particularly my parents' generation, uh, pre-planning a funeral, he tried to say, um, was pretty straightforward because nobody moved. You were born, lived, and died in the same town, as did your parents and your grandparents. And you were probably going to be buried in a cemetery plot with about 30 of your relatives. Mm -hmm. And the funeral home you were dealing with had buried 30 of your relatives. Mm -hmm. So you were dealing with people that were uh, close at hand, um, neighbors, friends, maybe somebody you graduated high school with. And now a great deal of the pre-planning process is done by national corporations Mm. um people tend to move around quite a bit um the other thing and it is a kind of a fascinating concept i was having a brief conversation with a client just a week or so ago about the fact that uh, folks in their senior years are getting remarried yeah way more than they ever did before that's true so in the past um, a young married couple will we'll just pick simple names. Uh, let me think. Uh, oh yeah, Alyssa and Zach. Just, a, <laughs> just you know, a, a, a theoretical. Mm-hmm. Just, just uh, picking them. those names out of thin air. Uh, out, of, out of thin air. They're twenty-five years old, and hmm. uh, they're they're doing all the right financial things. So they go and they buy their cemetery plots, <laughs> and uh, they're 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 gonna they're gonna share eternity. And then 30 years later, somebody um, goes to eternity sooner rather than later. Yeah. And then whoever's left remarries. Yeah. That's awkward. (laughs) How about that? How about that? So now you've got the, and sometimes, and you've seen it. The shared headstone. The shared headstone. And she's already got her name already carved in there with just one date. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like going, wow. And, oh, my and, gosh. I never thought about this. And That's so funny. The new husband's going, honey, honey, but but I'm your husband. Yeah. That's but, but, awkward. But I want to buy a plot. So what do you do? You have you, you three? Put, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put one on the other side. <laughs> <clears throat> the third wheel. You think that's... Oh, my uh, goodness. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> exactly. And... And wow, exactly. Uh, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. I would love to hear anybody that has a solution. Send me an email right now. Gene at AskMTM.com. Do do you you have any funny stories about this? I want to hear them. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's that's true. That could be like a good um, comedy, you know. Bit. Oh, there's has to be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm not trying to make fun. Like, Maniscalco. Not... I'm digging the grave. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, digging the grave. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my. Okay. Sorry. No, that's no. It's that. like, just funny. No, you, you come on. <laughs> and no, she isn't drinking. It yet. was yet. coffee. <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet. Uh, it, it, it seriously was coffee. Except she has two thermoses. Mm, what's in the other one? No, no we're not going to ask. Water. 610-720-7900. What do you think, personally, about um, people um, 
digitizing their important documents, putting them into a, a smart vault of some kind, uh, state planning mm. documents, maybe tax returns, uh, birth certificates, that kind of thing. Uh, it's it's not a bad thing to do if the people who need to be able to access them know where they are and how to get to them. It's crazy. Like, the challenges that... Um, people face after someone dies now and you need to access important information in order to handle their business and 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 make sure accounts get distributed correctly if you don't have paper and you don't have passwords to online uh, information is a very challenging predicament if it's digitized and the right people have the quote-unquote keys to that information great it could be very handy, all in one place, you know, clean, everything's here. But if, if if you do that and then don't say to your executors or powers of attorney, here's a copy of a thumb drive, here's my blog and information, you're like basically like locking it up and, and it's making it... Gone forever. Yeah, so if you're going to do that, you have to take that next step and say... Yeah, it's not how to get unlike it. in the old days, people would go through mom and dad stuff and find a safety deposit key. With no bank identification. Right. Where the heck does this key? Where does it go? Yeah, yeah. And maybe lost forever. Right. Uh, or you uh, you file in your own mind. You filed your life insurance contracts in a place that no one's going to look. Right. And all of a sudden, life insurance companies are out there that your family could have a significant cash flow, and and they got nothing. Yeah. They got nothing. Um, and on a very personal level. Um, they're forever since photography has been invented. They're some of the most prized possessions in an estate were the family photo albums. Mm -hmm. Most people now, their, their photo albums are online. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have just the simple passcode, you, you don't have the login, you don't have the, uh, the password yeah. gone forever. Yeah. It's a mixed blessing. This mixed. Whole blessing. Speaking of mixed blessing. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Tad. Tad, good morning. Hi, good morning. Happy New Year. Thank you, and you too. My, my question pertains to, I, I, I told you, Screener, uh, I, uh, retirement plan contributions, but more specifically, in terms of under the COVID Relief Act, I uh, made a withdrawal of $25,000 to lend to my business at the time. And I was wondering, the time frame, there was I'm not sure my, my accountant's on vacation, but is there a time frame to, if you can re-deposit those funds that were taken out, you know, at the time, is this year, 2022, the last year to do so? And if it is, is today the last day to make that transfer back into those retirement funds? Yeah, that's a fair question, and I'm going by memory. You're absolutely right. There was a provision that allowed under the uh, uh, the COVID Act to withdraw funds from a retirement plan and then return them, as I recall, it was a two-year time frame. Whether it was a calendar year or whether it was two years from the point that the withdrawal was made, I'm not sure. I think if I, I wouldn't uh, get get my knickers in a twist about doing it today, number one, I don't think – 
that would be very effective on a Saturday. I don't think that that's going to work likely. Uh, and if indeed when your accountant returns and, and the answer is, ah, it should have been done in 2022, if it's done the first week of January, I think you've got a pretty reasonable defense in terms of the IRS, and I don't think it's going to create a major problem. But, yeah, confirming whether it's a calendar year, whether the two years were calendar years, or whether it was from the point of withdrawal, is going to be something your tax professional can do for you. Uh, and then making, if indeed it is, ah, it should have been December 31st, making, it, um, uh, making that contribution as soon as possible thereafter, I think gives you a strong defense against any uh, IRS challenges that might pop up. So thank you. On, on a side note to that, do you think at this point, if it is a doable thing, I should just... You know, if you if you do this and then you need to re um, refile because there was a tax consequence to doing this, and it's spread out over three years. So if you reinvest the funds, you need to re refile that year's tax return to get the benefit of reinvesting. Like at this point, would you just say move on if you have the twenty thousand dollars to? reinvest back in those funds, maybe reinvest it this year, next year, and move forward. Um, Now, what I would say, you're using a tax professional. Filing the amended return is a piece of cake. Very, very easy for that professional to do. So return the dollars if you are able. It's going to give you a strong benefit from a tax deferral standpoint. And amending the returns is the simplest thing to do. So, Tad, I appreciate okay, the call. Ah, you're very welcome. It. Yeah, Happy New Year. Ah, we've got uh, our last break of the show. And when we return, emails galore, phone numbers, 610-720-7900. Do you see a pattern with this music? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my God. Ah. 610-720-7900. Back after this on More Than Money. piece of music what is a pip by the way anybody actually know a pip yeah pip it's gladys knight and the pips oh um i don't know it's a it you're a pip i don't know (laughs) i think of pippy longstocking when i hear that word Um, do you know pippy longstocking i could sing the song for you if you want all right we'll wait (laughs) No, go right ahead. John said no. John, John, we had such an opportunity. Uh, That was going to be so good. No, you're a pip. 
Apparently, it's a good thing because yeah, Gladys Knight, like, the Pips, they were huge. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe what I think, like how to define a Pip. I don't. Know. I, that's that's one of great, life's great mysteries. <laughs> What's a Pip? How does Jean have seven hundred and eighty years of experience? Why why are we not sure if that's Diane's real name? Yeah. These are mysteries. <laughs> These are mysteries. Mm. Musical mysteries. Speaking of mysteries. 23 and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. If you have a mystery in your life, a financial mystery, a situation that you're concerned about, 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com as well. Um we have uh, determined that you had an excellent Christmas. We had an excellent Christmas. We hope everybody listening had an excellent Christmas. We want everybody to be safe this evening. So uh, for the vast majority of our listeners, I think safe means <clears throat> they're going to nod off in their Barco lounger at around 10.07. <laughs> um, and that's a very nice way to spend an evening. Ooh, do I have to get up tomorrow? Uh, maybe 10 hours of sleep. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> oh my gosh yes it's life changes life changes yeah. when you when you're a kid you're out partying you got to say the right thing to a woman <laughs> you're working on it you know you go hey, your eyes are lovely uh, and then later in life you go how would you like to sleep yeah. how would you like to sleep 10 hours oh, when you look at my oh. my sleep tracker on my uh, Fitbit, uh, there's nothing here that has two digits there's nothing here that's more than a well here's a seven i got seven hours of sleep one night this week that's amazing but last night i got four and a half uh, yeah yeah there's a couple of times uh, in the last couple of weeks where a four is the number of hours i got to sleep that's, uh, that's not good so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah see yeah. talking dirty hey baby 10 hours of sleep. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heaven. So, that sounds like heaven. Heaven. Please be careful. Mm. Please be safe wherever you are. Please encourage everyone around you to be safe. And if necessary, make sure they are safe. Much rather have a pissed off friend who can't find their keys because you've hidden them <laughs> than anything else that might arise. So please be very, very safe. Uh, 610-720-7900. But we do wish you a very, very, very wonderful New Year's Eve and New Year. We're hoping for happy, healthy, prosperous. Yes. Happy, healthy, prosperous. And there are some folks in our lives that we're praying for for the health part of that. So, And everybody has someone that you're, you're concerned about. Could be your, yourself. Say that prayer and uh, look for that miracle. Could be somebody in your family, friends, your church. Please be uh, aware that prayer is not the least you can do. It's the most you can do. That's what Michael says. <laughs> and some things are changing in the new year, including RMDs. We've been talking about for, gosh, for decades, 70 and a half. And then it went to 72. And now as of January 1st, 73. So if you turn 72 this year, sorry. But if you're turning 73 next year, you're good. So um, I think we've covered all that. Super in 2022, super important tax email came out 10 days ago. Uh, make sure that if you're a tax client of more than monies that you, MTM financial, that you have reviewed that and that you are prepping just the way it says there's tons of great information in there. Make sure that everything goes really, really smoothly 
for you and save you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Get the uh, the best possible return prep and for the least amount of expense in getting it done. So helpful all the way around the block. Young lady writes, I like your pro- program. Find it informative. Good. Look Thank at you. that. We're not. I hope you can advise me regarding RMDs. Hmm. RMDs. What? <laughs> RMDs. That sounds familiar. Uh, I have a substantial amount of cash and don't know what to do with it to avoid paying so much in taxes. I'm retired. I receive Social Security benefits. Part of the RMDs, I need to supplement my Social Security payment for living expenses. Your advice would be appreciated. So let's use simple numbers. Let's say that this young lady's RMD is $20,000. Okay. And let's say she needs 10 of that to supplement her social security Mm -hmm. and she would like to avoid paying so much in taxes. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend? Well, one way you can avoid paying tax on your RMD is to give your RMD directly to charity. If charitable giving is part of your, you know, overall picture and formula that, you know, equation, if you will, um, rather than, taking $20,000 out of your IRA, paying tax on it, and then writing a check to your favorite charities. Mm. You could use a qualified charitable distribution to divert that other 10000 or part of it mm. directly to the charities. Right. And then that portion that you give directly to the charity doesn't have income tax on it. A lovely thing. Yep. And doesn't affect Medicare. Correct. So a QCD, Qualified Charitable Deduction... Uh, by the way, the rules are changing, of and if I they if, are. <laughs> if I understand right, they're going to go from a hundred. A hundred thousand is the limit now. I think it's going to two hundred. Wow, okay. I think it's I think it's pretty substantial. But we'll confirm that next week as we have the Secure yeah. Act two point two, two point um, information more in hand. Okay. Um, but bottom line is that yes, uh, you can send uh, part of you all of your or part of your RMDs directly to charities of your choice. Right. What makes that kind of, uh, um, what's the word, exceptionally beneficial is for the folks who are already making charitable contributions. Mm-hmm. There are lots and lots and lots of you who support your church um, and always have, and you have a certain amount that you, you wish that this year that the church receives and... Um, are unaware that if you just change how you send them that money a little bit, it can save you a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. If in this particular example, this young lady is in the 15% bracket and she can divert $10,000 from taxable to a QCD, she saves 1,500 bucks. Right. That, that ain't nothing. That's right. Way better than a sharp stick in the eye. (laughs) Way better. Way better. So uh, for those of you out there who are starting 2023 and saying, now, wait a second. Um, We support the church. We support Folds of Honor. We support Children's Home of Easton. We support a lot of uh, community activities. We can do that and save our money on taxes. That is something that would be worthy of sitting with a financial advisor Hmm. MTM? 
<laughs> sure. Yeah, just a thought. <laughs> of course. Uh, just, well, at any rate, a trusted, experienced financial advisor who is familiar with QCDs and can assist you in reducing your income tax bill and doing good through your community. Yep. Pretty good stuff. Yep. Another option this woman could consider, too, would be to do Roth conversions. Um, mm. it, she'd have to pay the tax now, but it could reduce her tax liability in the future because her RMD would be smaller and um, there's, there wouldn't be that excess of a distribution that she doesn't need um, that she would have to pay tax on you know, in future years. So that's something else we could look at. Um, something else that I need all of you to look at is your email because I received an email last evening, which means, uh, Jean is doing the scroll. Ah, there it is. And, um, this question, I'll see if this sounds familiar to you. From a young lady, it says, My 27 year old daughter makes a good living waitressing. Naturally, all cash. She is an excellent saver, but only in a regular standard account. Please tell us, please, in capital letters, tell us the best way to invest for her financial security. Looking forward to hearing from you. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that one on air. Yeah. And uh, this email was assigned ooh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, gosh, no. Six weeks ago, um, to a financial advisor who has tried to reach this woman several times. So when you are sending emails and you're asking, please, in capital letters, um, for assistance, how about checking your emails? <laughs> Check your spam folders. Uh, it's really important. You, If you contacted us and you think we didn't respond to you, check your spam folder or your junk folder, whatever it might be called, because... Or pick up the phone. Yes. We we didn't ignore you. I'll promise you. I can almost 100% guarantee that we responded to you. If you didn't see it, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. You just need to find it. So, yeah. yes, call us, check your email again, whatever. Um, we we uh, we're It's something we can't control. Look for it. You'll find it. Yeah. It's frustrating. It is. Because we try to help and we make the promise we answer every single email. Yep. And we do. And then, hmm, some people are not very responsive back. Uh, I um, got a question from a gentleman who emailed us a couple months ago and I responded and I never heard back from him. Mm. And he received my quarterly newsletter. And he unsubscribed to it with a comment, I never signed up for your emails. And I think he doesn't know who I am mm. because he probably never saw my response to his question. Mm. And that's why I never got a reply back from mm. him in the first place. But he hasn't. I think my emails went into his spam and then he got my newsletter and was like, who is this? I don't know who this is. I don't care about this. Mm. And he, he's like, I didn't sign up. And I'm thinking, oh, you never got my email. <laughs> oh. Yes, check your spam, please. Check your spam, buddy. Spam. Spam, buddy. Make me a ham spammy. Spam, spam, <laughs> cheese and spam sandwich. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm hungry. Can you tell? This show makes me hungry. That's another one of the life's mysteries. Uh, put it on the list. 
I get so hungry during this radio show. I can't. Microphones I, make me hungry. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, my stomach. You were joking about your stomach growling before when your text message notification was sounding. Mine's actually growling now. I hope you can't hear it. Move your microphone lower. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's kind of half the fun. Uh, let me make sure a young lady writes, my father went into a nursing home and applied for Medicaid. It was best to prepay his funeral so the money would not be spent on the nursing home care first. Oh. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, over 30 years uh, and moving once, we have refinanced at least six times. Is there a reason to keep the paperwork? Thank you both for my education. Wishing you and your whole world a great new oh, year. Oh, very nice. Well, very, very nice. Is there a reason to keep refinancing information? They've refinanced six times. That's expensive, isn't it? Oh, it can be. Yeah, it can be. Um, depending on how the refinance was done, if it's done through a traditional mortgage, there's generally pretty significant fees involved, and maybe even points. If it's done through a line of credit, they're generally the fees are much, much less. Okay. So it, but it, it may very well have been. So what no. would be the reason? There, I'm, I'm certain that uh, Diane is listening and saying, well, there are certain fees that might be tax deductible that you might want to be able to document. There might be, um, if if they're escrowing real estate taxes, there may be some real estate taxes that are required to be paid at the refinance. That might be a reason. Um, but in general, again, if you go back beyond three years, you cannot amend your, re- you cannot voluntarily change your return yeah. after three years. So if your refinance, if your fear is, gosh, there might be something on here I could deduct or could have deducted, if it's older than three years, it doesn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not going to uh, to benefit you. So off the top of my head, I'm going, eh, I don't get it. No, yeah, I, I can't I think say of it. anything either. No. So one of the things that we have done for a number of folks, we, we mentioned earlier in the show where the gentleman is asking about how long to keep his returns. Mm-hmm. And I said, make sure you go through the returns and keep things that are, are important uh, and then shred the rest. Uh, we have had a number of folks, particularly our sweet little old ladies who come in with boxes of stuff and they go, I'm not sure. And we help them. We go through it and, and make sure that we're not um, uh, losing forever. Yeah. Something that's very important. I guess the most egregious scenario I've seen in my 780 years was a young lady whose husband, um, she and he had been clients of mine for many, many years. He was the financial guy. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty prototypical, gosh, if they were still with us today, they'd be over 100 years old. So in their generation, he, the husband took care of everything that had a dollar sign. Okay. Well, that worked out pretty well till he died. And she had little or no experience. But she was very accommodating, and we did our normal reviews, and the investments were fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, until one of her daughters said, Mom has uh, two four-drawer filing cabinets filled. And what are we supposed to keep? What are we not going to keep? And, of course, moving what would have been eight very large cartons for a a senior citizen was (laughs) was kind of tough. So we went to the house, and her daughter and I 
started going through and found, I won't have the number exact, but it's going to be really close, over $4,000 in checks. Oh, my. Mom just would get an envelope and say, oh, that's from something, but that, I, maybe I'll just put that in the file. And she put them all in the file. So as we started opening envelopes, we kept finding money. It was, it was That's actually, fun. oh, it was great fun. It was great fun. It was a little unsettling for mom, as you might expect, to find out that she was very, very close to just throwing out a whole lot oh of money. Goodness, could you imagine? But wow. it was uh, a little bit like uh, Christmas morning. <laughs> Let's open this one. <laughs> Great fun. Um, Diane said uh, about if, the, the if question. If that is her. Yeah, if, if that is her real name. Um, about the question about keeping the documentation for refinancing. She said that if you paid closing costs or had real estate taxes in escrow, um, they would have been reported on your 1098 mortgage interest statement at the end of the year. So that's mm. really the documentation that would, you know, verify that. And yes, yeah, so the rest of it's probably unnecessary. So the refinance paperwork, unnecessary. Yeah. That's very, good. very clear very. out some space in the filing cabinet. Yeah. For all those checks. Yeah. Those Make room for checks. Envelopes with checks. <laughs> uh, 90% of what uh, this young lady uh, was saving um, was the kind of stuff that frustrates a lot of investors. If they're in mutual funds uh, or variable annuities, and they get annual reports, mm-hmm. or they get annual prospectus updates. She saved all of it. Oh my! Yeah, there was probably three or four hundred pounds of just unnecessary. It would be um, kind of the moral equivalent. Many many years ago, people saved every National Geographic. <laughs> they would subscribe and they would go, Oh, this is really special. So they would, or, um, reader's digest. Oh yeah. yeah. Years ago, one of our clients whose father passed away said he had a collection of reader's digest that went back to like the start of the reader's digest. So he went back oh, like 40 gosh. years and was quite convinced that it was a collection of real value. This and, is like hoarder. Oh yeah. Ooh, tendency. Uh, wonderfully well done. Hoarding, yeah. not just stacked <laughs> up on the floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had a complete bookcase built oh, so that he could store his valuable collection of reader, <laughs> Reader's Digest. And now if you go to a used bookstore and you want um, uh, you, you want to bring a smile to the owner's face, go, I have a valuable collection of National Geographics, they will go, oh, my God. Uh, leave them in your car. You throw them out because we, we, we don't want to have to carry them around. Yeah, right. Burn them. Goodness. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Joe. Joe, good morning. Morning, Gene. Alyssa, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So, quick question. Uh, currently employed. I have health insurance to work, but I'm turning 65 in January. Um, so, I don't need the Medicare A and B. Do I have to at least send for Part A regardless? It's recommended um, to sign up for Part A. It does help you in a couple of ways. And actually, if you have, a, if you're employed by a small company, what is it under twenty? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Then you absolutely should. Um, but if if not, um, you don't technically need it. But it's recommended to sign up for Part A anyway. Um, it's free. It gets you a Medicare card. 
which gets you a Medicare number. And that makes things mm-hmm. a little bit easier in the future than as you're researching and planning for your Part B and whether you're going to do an Advantage plan or a supplement because you'll be able to create that account on Medicare.gov and put your medications in and save them to help you compare your prescription plan costs. And it it just simplifies the process when it's time to sign up for the rest. So there's no reason not to. And then you've checked that off your list and, you know, you know, you're good. So um, I would recommend doing it just, um, you know, so you have that part taken care of. Okay. And as far as, but everything would still be primary to my regular insurance for everything. Yeah. Uh, Is is your employer, do do you have more than 25 employees? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Then, yes, your your current coverage is going to be your your coverage. You will be part of Medicare, but you won't be um, enrolled, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I have one other question, but um, I've seen other people where they get information sent to them, you know, like when... Tons. Tons of them. but I haven't seen anything from Medicare, like here's your card or anything like that yet. Oh, no, you have to apply for the Medicare card, but the information that you're going to get is going to be coming from insurance companies who very much right. want you to join their system. Yes, I've seen those things, but not but not the actual No, nope, you've got to apply for that. So, And you should go to ssa.gov to actually sign up for your Medicare okay. Part A. Joe, thank you so okay. much. All right. Thank you. Have a good week. New Year. Yeah, you too. New Happy Year. New Year. God bless. Right, bye. We just have a few minutes left in this edition of More Than Money, so a couple things that we want to make sure that we cover before we go. Uh, we've talked a lot about the kinds of things that people can do to in, kind of buff up their financial picture, get things in order, get things more organized, pay attention to some of the details that could save them tax money, could save them uh, make them a, a, perhaps a better return, but certainly make them more confident uh, in their retirement plans or any other financial plans. Um, and, of course, as uh, More Than Money in the our world headquarters, we offer uh, our financial advisors offer free second opinion meetings. Uh, all you have to do is ask. And if necessary or if that becomes clear during that first initial meeting that you might benefit from working with one of our partners on Social Security or Medicare, as Joe just discussed, or about life insurance or long-term care insurance, estate planning, reverse mortgages. We have a lot of really, really wonderful partners. Then your financial advisor can help you uh, arrange to have that happen as well. All you have to do is ask. You can ask simply uh, send Alyssa an email, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. Uh, send us a ah yeah there another one bites the dust indeed um, go to our website morethanmoneyonline.com morethanmoneyonline.com and of course give us a call 610-746-7007 610-746-7007 folks thanks for being part of our show have a wonderful safe New Year's Eve and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. To the sound of the beat, yeah. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one bites the dust, yeah. Hey, we're gonna get you to another one bites the dust. Yeah.